all want some form of balance in our lives, but I wonder if you've thought about doing it this way, maybe rethinking in a big way the way that you live, maybe lean towards the nomadic van lifestyle. That's what we're talking about with our next guest, who's an associate professor of human resources at Thompson Rivers University. Angus Duff is joining us this evening. Angus, thank you so much for making time for the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Chelsea. So I'm very curious, why did you decide to see this? Van van dwellers, the nomadic van lifestyle, what made you want to do a deep dive into this area? It's a great question. Um, I've been at this now for about five years. My first study had down in Vancouver, um, meeting with people who lived in vans in Vancouver, and I could just got curious by talking to them. Um, about that whole experience for them because the people that I was meeting were people like you and I who go off to work every every morning, um, who come home and have dinner every night, who watch TV every evening. The only difference is they were doing it out of their van. So I started off by doing a study on people who lived in their vans to understand how work and non-work intersected with one another. And what was interesting from that study, we realized that that group of people, because they move around, they kind of have better work-life balance than most of us because they're able to adjust where they live to make it work with their work. Take well, and certainly... Example. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, perfect oh. example is... Um, somebody who was a bus driver. She worked out of different bus depots. And so the night before she had to go to work, she would drive over to a spot close to the bus depot she was working at the next morning, and she would park sleep there, wake up in the morning, do her work, and then she'd go somewhere else that next night. Wow. So, you know, it's interesting to me because I would not have expected that people that choose this lifestyle would also be working. And maybe that's maybe that's an unfair judgment. But in my opinion, it would have been someone who wants to, you know, shed all of their responsibilities and move off the grid and embrace a completely different way of life. And that's not necessarily the case. It's still really holding on to that that sense of self in terms of maintaining your employment, you're just really looking at your housing situation in a different way. Did you find that that was, that that was the majority of people that you spoke to? Well, truthfully, the first study that I did was that one where I looked at people working and living in their vans. And then I wanted to find out, I wanted to, you know, the, the, the vision or the, um, the image that you just portrayed of somebody going off and, uh, uh, living off the land and being free to go anywhere, I wanted to meet some of those people. So in the last last winter, over the course of two and a half months, I traveled through um, Arizona and California and interviewed people living in their vans along the way. Hmm. And I met a lot of people who were living a true nomadic exist- existence where they would live in the northern United States or live in Canada in the summer months and work um, uh, different, you know, work in farms or work in um, in campgrounds or work some kind of uh, temporary job. And then they would move south as it got colder 
and maybe vacation in the winter time or work in the southern states in the in the winter time. So the second study really looked at this group of people who tra- who you know live completely detached from a single place but move around li- while living in a vehicle. Was it realistic for them to be doing this long term? What were the amount of people that were actually doing this as a as a way of life? for the foreseeable future? Well, the, the um, study that I did, um, I surveyed 100 people so far, and the average length of time that people had been living in their van was two and a half years. So this is these were people who were doing this permanently now. Um, some of them had only been doing it for a few months or a year, but others had been doing this for many years. So... Um, some people have asked the question, you know, is, is van life a fad? I would answer if somebody's been doing it for two and a half years, it's permanent now. It's not, it's not a fad. It's not a vacation anymore. Now, I should say of this population, 22% of the people were not permanently living in a vehicle, meaning they had another residence that they lived in, say, in the summertime, and then they went off and traveled in a vehicle in the wintertime. But 78% of the people permanently lived in their vehicles. To me, my question was was largely amount, uh, around whether or not this is a fad. Because I'm going to be honest, I see... On social media, you can make anything look beautiful and look appealing, <laughs> including the nomadic van lifestyle. You can make it look really glamorous. And it does seem, at least anecdotally, Angus, that there has been a bit of an increase in people doing this. Are you finding that that's the case? Are there more people that are moving towards adopting, you know, whether it's fully living in their van or maybe you know doing a, a component of their life in a van? I do believe the um, high cost of living has driven more people into this lifestyle. And let me explain why. It's not just a matter of somebody saving money on rent by moving into a vehicle or somebody not being able to afford rent anymore. There's a group of people who at some point realize um, we, we have a a situation where let's say average rent is getting close to $2,000 a month. For a large segment of the population, $2,000 is almost as much as they make in a month. And so some people stop and say, well, if I stopped paying rent, I'd have a different quality of life. And so I would say we have an increase of people who are making that decision to go, you know what, if I live in a van, then I only have to work half of the year. Mm. Um, Or if I live in a van, I don't have to work as much. Or if I live in a van, I'm going to be able to survive when otherwise I wouldn't be able to survive. So I think we're seeing an increase in this. But you highlight another point. The glamorous side of van life or van living or nomadism goes away very quickly as soon as somebody moves into a vehicle sure, yeah. it's, a, it, it's a difficult way to live to live you know I, I wonder what this could have in terms of the impact on the housing market angus i'm imagining 
more people embracing this, making making more parking available or even legal in some areas. What impact do you think that it could have on what has largely been described as a housing crisis here in Canada? Well, um, there are parts of the United States that I wouldn't say are embracing this, but are recognizing the need to support this type of living. Currently in Los Angeles, there are 40,000 homeless people, 40,000 that they are aware of. Um, and a number of the, this homeless population are living in vehicles. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say as much as 5% of that population, but um, a good number of those people live in vehicles. Um, in terms of infrastructure that have been, that's been put in place, more public washrooms are put in place for people who are not living in conventional homes, or there are designated they, what they call safe parking lots where people who live in their vehicles can park overnight um, in a place that's secured, so that they're not going to um, they're not going to be robbed or anything like that. And um, they're not going to be hassled by the police for living in their vehicle. They're not going to receive tickets for sleeping in their vehicles. And then in the morning, they wake up and they will drive away and go somewhere else for the day. Mm. San Diego's implemented the same kind of thing. Uh, Port, um, uh, Portland has done significant work in terms of increasing the number of public washrooms and public facilities available for people who don't have conventional homes. So I don't think this is going to reduce the need for regular apartments and housing, but I do see this as an alternate solution for some people who may be forced out of the housing market. Can you expand on that, how, how someone deciding to embrace this nomadic van lifestyle would experience more freedom? Sure. So um, the, um, the notion of freedom here is really the idea of lack of restrictions placed on an individual. So this is going to be different from person to person. But let's say for, for one person, freedom would be having the ability to do whatever they want, whenever they want, wherever they want, to feel like they are in control of their own lives. Mm. For another person, freedom might come from feeling that they are in control of their own life. So maybe um, uh, maybe the financial side of life. If somebody feels like they go to work and they make their money and all of the money that they receive goes to pay for the mortgage and pay for food and pay for their car, and at the end of the day, there's no money left, well, maybe they don't feel free as a result mm. of that. So freedom here is really the idea that somebody has complete control over their own life and they aren't being controlled by somebody else or some other institution. It ended up being the number one reason why people live in vans. Basically, I, I provided people with a, a choice of 12 different potential reasons why they would choose to live in a van. Freedom ended up being number one. Low cost of living ended up being number two. And adventure ended up being number three. Hmm. So uh, 
which was really interesting for me because it's it's not just about being free. It's not just about saving money, but it's a certain type of individual that's looking to live an unrestricted life that can go off and seek opportunities whenever or wherever they like. Sure. And and when you talk about that, the certain type of individual, what types of people do this? Is there a, a, a gender imbalance, an age uh, that people typically embrace something like this? Who is the who's the prime candidate uh, to embrace this lifestyle? Well, the, the who does this is in direct contrast with what um, people might think. So, from the standpoint of gender. Um, 53% of the people who um, participated in my study were women. When one would have assumed, or one might have assumed, that more men gravitated towards this. In terms of age, um, some people assume that this is largely young people engaging in van life. The average age of the people that I interviewed, that I surveyed, was age 42. So we had young people embracing van life. We had retirees embracing van life. We had people in midlife embracing van life. There's it's across the age spectrum. But the other thing that was probably less surprising is um, most people who live in vehicles live by themselves or live with a single partner. There were very few um, groups greater than two living in a vehicle. The size of the vehicle really has something to do with that. Yeah, I can't imagine this being an easy lifestyle for a family. It seems to you know, sort of suggest that maybe romantic idea of hunkering down with a partner or maybe, yeah, finding that freedom completely by yourself. Angus, there thank are, you so much. There, there, are, there, there are some families doing this, but you would picture a, um, a family living in a large mobile home in the desert as sure, a way yeah. that a family would do this. Well, Angus, thank you so much for your research into this area and for making the time for us this evening. I really appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Chelsea. Of course.